I was incidentally at the petting zoo today, and there was a group. A <laughs> 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 bow like that. <laughs> Is the petting zoo a real thing? Yeah, you go to pet animals at the petting zoo. You've oh, never heard of a so. I don't Little yeah, kids I just... love petting zoos. It's funny, dude. <laughs> Jesus, Bo, get your mind out of the gutter for God's sake. <laughs> Everyone knows what a petting zoo is. Holy <laughs> This guy's a perp. It's probably all that anime he's been watching. It's true. That's what it is. It's the anime. He's like, it reminds me of the time Yuki had sex with her teacher. And, she, and he dressed like an animal. Who knew he had tentacles? I tentacle, but there's eight tentacle penises. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. No verdict too controversial, no personality too big, no topic too random. This is the podcast where we pick a topic at random and discuss the living bejesus out of it. My name is Bo Schwartz, and joining me today, as always, is Michael Hodgins. Michael, howdy doody. Uh, how, howdy doody to you too, Bo, and to the GBB listeners. And also join, joining us is the ineffable Crofton Steers. Crofton, good day, it- good day. Excelsior, Bo. Excelsior. How's everyone doing today? I feel like I, I feel like I need a catchphrase or something. Okay, it'll be Excelsior. Well, I don't know. That's Stan Lee's catchphrase. Um, uh, but I, if if anybody has a good idea for a catchphrase that exudes charm, wit, and personality, please send it to me. How about Pizzalicious? I feel like it would be what like I, I'm turtle? tired. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> that, that way I start I start every podcast in the right mood. Tired. Yeah. Tired. Are you tired Speaking today, Crofton? Of tired. Oh. I uh, well. Oh, butchered segue. All right, go, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a stupid segue. Um I just wanted to kind of wrap up this sort of like series of me yammering about my trip out west. I've been essentially just trying to recover from my drive across this country. I'm back in Ottawa and happy to be back in Ottawa. Have you guys ever driven across the country? It's brutal. If I, I said yes, driven. would you believe me? I would, because your family went on like road trips and stuff as a kid. Yeah, we went north-south, not east-west, so down to Florida. And also, I didn't drive because I was seven. <laughs> uh, just to like sum it up quickly, because the landscape in this country is pretty interesting. You know, as you go through mountains, prairies, whatever Ontario, and all and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I. I slept. I slept in my car in a parking lot in Moose Jaw, like I was twenty. And then after that, I was like, "I'm too old for this. I need to get a hotel room because it was uh, it was too painful." But that sounds like the name of a song. <laughs> but the one the one thing I wanted to point out: there's this funny place where you're driving through Manitoba. And no offense to Manitoba, if we have any listeners from Manitoba, I'm sorry you live there. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a pretty like desolate looking place, at least this time of year. And there's a sign when you pass through, you're in the middle of nowhere. There's a sign that says you're passing, um, I don't know, it was like some latitude something something. And it was like the exact center of Canada. And I remember I saw the sign. I looked around and I was like, wow, the margins are way better. (laughs) (laughs) The is, there's not much to see. It's like keep on driving. Uh, Well, here's one Manitoban's opinion of Manitoba. This province is the asshole of the world and it'll suck the life out of you. Okay, it'll. (laughs) <laughs> Except Saskatchewan. I, well, that guy was from Saskatchewan. Oh, oops. But you know whatever. What? They're kind of like the difference. sister yeah. provinces Same and crap. Anyway, we just we just lost three listeners. Sorry, Manitoba, <laughs> um, for confusing you with the other piece of shit known as Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the guy that hated my opinion about atheism also from Saskatchewan? Uh, Mr. Ivan the Terrible. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. I. I, we lost him as a listener a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. After, um, for, I didn't fully agree with him on For our 100th Spectacular, I sent out emails to everyone who ever contacted us asking them to, you know, just send drop us a line or see what's up. We've made it this far. And I included him on the list. <laughs> but he He's didn't like, write back. I was sad. He's <laughs> like, your podcast sucks. <laughs> He's like, as if these guys are emailing me, delete and block spam. Anyway, we've got a great show, guys. I mean, who cares what Ivan the Terrible in Saskatchewan thinks? We've got a great <laughs> show for you tonight, kids. Okay, because this 
fucking place is a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. All right. So, um, well, we're happy to have you back, Mike. I feel like I haven't seen you, only heard your wonderful voice. Uh, so it'll be nice to see you again real soon. Yeah, we'll we'll get together. Should we should we do a topic? Sure, uh, I think we're so. here. I think might we're, as well. Yeah, I think that's that's what we do here. So yeah. let's do it. <laughs> when you were sleeping in your car, where was the random topic <laughs> generator? <coughs> oh, it was uh, it was on the roof rack, strapped up top. Oh, makes sense. I got a few questions about it when I was filling up. People were like, what the hell is that thing? And I was like, random topic generator, man. Listen to GBB. Um, <laughs> they, they didn't see. Most of them were large truck drivers, and they were just like, whatever. More time. More time to listen, large truck drivers. Um, the topic today, and this is almost this is kind of a timely one because of some news stories I've been hearing. The topic is police. And I always think in the immortal words of, was it Ice Cube? Fuck the police. (laughs) But I mean, the reason I say it's timely is because there was just this another this video came out of this another unarmed black man. And I think it was South Carolina being shot by this police officer. And and this time the cop was charged with murder um, because because of the video. But, you know, that that's we're talking, you know, generally the police. That's yeah, in, in Canada, we're, our police are much more polite. They just tase you to death, not so much shoot. Tase you or just beat you a lot. Usually you don't die. I always thought like the police in Canada and the U.S. are the same, except in the same degree that there's more violence in the States than there is in Canada. That also is reflective of the way police are assholes. So, Mike, what do you <laughs> think about the police? <laughs> Um, I, I I feel like uh, I mean when talking about this, it's the idea of policing, right? That you need you need these forces of people who essentially ha- are given these certain powers by the state to enforce laws, right? So how else do you enforce laws if you don't have police? So I, I feel like they're a necessary thing. Well, I mean, there there's more to that whole law system than just the police. Uh, you have you've got courts that will enforce the law. It's not right, like uh, police is going to deal with some sort of copyright issue or something. No, like that. but no, but the police arrest, right? So if there's, they're the ones with the power to arrest. Like they're no the enforcement arm. They're yeah. the actual arm that does the enforcing of things. Because yeah. like the judge, the judicial arm, judge would would judge, but it's really like an enforcement arm uh, is what enforces. And in in this situation, what what's tricky, and I think that what, the what. I feel like we're going to talk about here is the fact that I bet I'm going to guess right now that not one of the three of us are the hugest fans of the police. But at the same time, what would we do if they weren't around or what would we do in their stead? You know, and this is where it gets complicated, I think. Yeah. And and I kind of want to jump in early on because um, I don't think I'm friends or I don't know of any listeners that are law professionals. I think we're going to be highly critical about policing, about the police, about this concept of law enforcement. But I kind of like to just earmark a sort of idea that um, this isn't, I don't think we're going to direct anything personally at anyone uh, unless we state specifically who or what that is. You know, I, I think, I think yeah, it's like, a job worthy. I, I think it's a very difficult job. And I think the people that do it are have our respect as the three podcast hosts. I mean, I don't want to speak for both of you. So if it's different, let me know. But um, I just like to throw that out there that, uh, you know. So we're not singling anyone nothing, out. Not even yeah. not even Officer Goodwin, badge number 7342. He knows who he is <laughs> and what he did to me. And I will get my revenge. Yeah. So I, I, I don't want us to be unpolite or be fearful. Like, oh, my God, we're talking about the police. They may show up and, you know, throw charges at me or something like that. But uh, well, I just want to start with by a little show of respect. Um, and I would say, like, Bill C-51 hasn't passed yet, so we should get it out now while we can. <laughs> yeah. Um, although they may have, um, you know, there's a statute of limitations on what we publish, so, you know, that doesn't mean They anything. can go back and be like, these people are don't like the state, so they're, anyways. Yeah. Plus, we did an episode on governi- government internet uh, monitoring, and I think that's probably a bigger problem. We're on a terrorist cash. list for sure, Mike. Yeah, I, I'm already, <laughs> yeah. I'm probably on many. 
Yeah. So, um, but that being said, I think Crofton, uh, you know, you were making a great sort of distinction there about um, about the fact that it, the police are the enforcement arm. Like to me, I like the law is enforced by the court system. So, you know, if you do something wrong, you go to the court and you get a punishment. Um, yeah, but, but, what, but they don't, but, but, but there has to be more to it than that. And I think that the, the enforcement part is a form of deterrence. Like, like ultimately, you know, you could murder somebody, but if there's nobody out in the street, that's going to apprehend you or track you down, if it's just going to be in a guy in an office and be like, well, if he comes to see me, then I'll punish him. That's not good enough. We need people who specialize in enforcement of the law, which I think includes correctional services, and um, you know includes all sorts of those special task force. Like uh, I'm thinking of ATF, but that's the states. But I'm sure there's a drug and you know there's controlled substances sort of. Well, there's arm and I mean that kind of stuff. I think in in Canada we have you know the RCMP, the sort of federal arm of policing and then you have your uh, provincial police and like um, local city police. There's always like a few levels and they work, I think together and they all have uh, power to arrest um, uh, and, and, and press charges. And I think that's kind of uh, their role. And it is a funny thing. You kind of stated it there, Bo without, without police force, which is just funny to think about. Essentially law would be like the honor system where someone's like, Oh, I killed this guy in a bar fight. I guess I better go turn myself in. It's illegal. <laughs> you know, like most people, if they do something and they know there's a punishment, aren't aren't going to be like, oh, this is wrong. I should I should do something, which is why you need a police force to go out and get those people and be like, okay, look, you did this thing. We have all agreed as a society that it's, it's an illegal thing. You can question that or whatever, but they're the people that have to do it. I feel like where the issue comes on when, when you know, and I said some sort of, you know, I, I have some issues with police and I think we all do, is the fact that um, they're, they're still people, right? They're still individuals. So uh, except they have more power than the average person, so the power to arrest or detain. And so if you have a policeman who happens to be a uh, really fair and nice person, that's great. And, you know, but if you have a policeman or woman who happens to be a big jackass, of which there are some, uh, and which and, and we're thinking the cross section of society, right? There's lots of nice people and there's lots of jerky people. So, of course, police are going to represent those, too. Uh, so when you have the police who is like a jerk and feels and they have this idea of po- power, uh, then that power can be abused. And that's kind of, I think, why police often have a bad rap. And there's and there's different types of power in the sense that um, a police officer position may attract different types of people. And I think two of the main types of people it attracts are people that are interested in in protecting other people because that's the romanticized version in many ways of of police officers. They're very much present in film and TV and everything as protectors. And then you have, you know, the alpha personalities that want, that know, that, that are into it for maybe worse reasons. The idea being that, you know, they want to be, uh, have a certain amount of control over their lives and society and that sort of thing. May, some people may enjoy punishing, like, because there's people who enjoy protecting, but. Now that said, Bo, I do think like one, one of the big elements of, of hiring in police is running these sort of personality tests and personality profiles and to, to weed out people like this. That's not to say that, that those people don't get through. Uh, but, but I also think that even the person that joins for the noble reasons that wants, wants to protect, um, then is granted a tremendous amount of power and that changes, that changes anyone. Like the, the, the way, the way that you look at a police officer uh, as a civilian is different than the way that you look at any, you know, anybody else. Everybody has a certain uh, reaction towards police officers. And this can, this can change a person, even if that person has enlisted for the right reasons. And I think the other thing that, that often has a negative 
it can have a positive influence, but a negative influence is is sort of the group mentality uh, and and uh, herd mentality. The idea that all these guys or and women are 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 um, are granted this ability and that they're sort of outside of the general population and. Uh, and and I think that that can you know you you hear these stories about cops having each other's backs, but in romanticized way, but also in like somebody does something wrong and everybody covers for them, or they do something wrong collectively. Uh, and you hear a lot about these sort of stories, like in Ferguson in the states, and even here in Ottawa, and there's been a couple of people imprisoned and 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 beaten and all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of there's Mike's right. They're, they're people and there's a lot that can go wrong with people. And it's funny also <clears throat> they happen to, you know, in your interactions with police officers, um, it can be that something has uh, – it's funny. I've had a posi- one positive interaction with the police forces. It was in the Manila in the Philippines where I got a camera stolen and I, it was like my last day in Asia. I was going to fly. I was like my camera got stolen. I went to like the police station and all the policemen were really nice and like kind of sympathetic. They're like, oh, yeah, you lost your camera? And I was like, yeah. And, and then I was like, oh, the police are there for you and I felt really positive, you know. Um, because I was kind of in need of help. I mean, it, it amounted to nothing. They weren't going to find the person who stole my camera, obviously, but they were nice people, you know, and I felt like, okay, they're there to help you. So often you have those interactions, but the interactions I've had with police more often is ones in which they kind of ruin your day, even if it's your own fault. Like you're driving your car and you're going, you're late for something, you're going a bit over the speed limit and they're like, oh, you know why I pulled you over? And you're like, yes, I know why. And they're like, now you hear you pay this $150 ticket or and you're like, gah, you know, so they're often the people who are just giving you those little things, which make a lot of people, uh, you know, no one likes getting a ticket, even if you were in the wrong. And so they have that unfortunate position of ruining people's days as an aspect of their of their job. And especially when you see cops casually speeding. Um, and um, and I one time was behind a police officer. And this is, again, just some stupid anecdotal thing. And I could see the police officer in front of me was like he was doing something on his police computer, you know. And then the light the light turned green and he was looking at his um, uh computer and i didn't want to honk you know if it was anyone else i would have honked but i'm like oh i better not honk at the cop even though i was annoyed i wanted to go through the light and then it turned orange and he was still looking at his computer and then he looked up and saw it was orange and it just turned red and then he drove through the red light and i went up and stopped the red light and i was like what an, i was like what an asshole and i was like if i did that and the cop was behind me he would put his lights on and pulled me over but like for like distracted driving and running a red light but if a cop does it you know, and we've. He I think should a lot be of writing seen... himself a ticket. Like he should be like, or whatever it is, the consequence of behaving in that manner. He right. You but would hope that they would be. That. You know, you would hope that someone in that position would be, um, would be as committed to the enforcement of the rules that they would feel that it, it, should, it should apply to themselves. Like, like they do have exceptions, but those exceptions are only made because of uh, like logical problems. You, you know, just like, like it's the last possible. Um, there are exceptions because you have to do them, not because oh, it's a perk of being a police officer. It's because you know, like, there's laws about citizens carrying weapons. Well, those particular citizens can have different rules about what they can do to carry weapons um, because right. But like, that's know. in a perfect world. They never are gonna like self enforce like that. Yeah, which but like. Like they're never going to because, as Crofton pointed out, like there's humans are afflict humans who are police officers are just humans too and afflicted with the same kinds of, um, uh, afflicted with the same kinds of weaknesses or shortcomings that we all can in, in various ways be. But you know, if someone you kind of you kind of look at like we live in a society, we live in a group, and as a group we have compromises that we make in the form of laws in order to all get along in the way that we are organizing ourselves. And so to, you know, if you look at someone who isn't a law enforcement official, like a politician, let's say, who breaks the law to get to do what he wants, it's like that person will be lambasted and thrown in jail, you know, and, and say we do that with the poor. It's like, well, you know, he's, that guy's like, well, you're not going to report on him. And, it, and it's so small that maybe it doesn't matter, but it, you kind of would hope that the people who are in charge of these things have this honor. 
Um, and it's kind of, you know, if you look at it, I mean, it's very dishonorable to be like, well, I'd charge somebody with this, but since I'm, you know, police, I can just get away with it. That's, well, that's a slippery slope. Like it starts with a light. Then it starts with, oh, I accidentally hit a guy and killed him. Well, I'm a policeman. I mean, my job is, is pretty rough. So, you know, I, well, I not gonna throw, yeah. you know, you know, it's like, it's a slippery well, slope. Well, I think there for, if it's done correctly, there's supposed to be boards of investigation and all, there's supposed to be checks and balances, but the reality is when you have something like, okay, a judge, right? A, a judge it has a tremendous amount of power in society, but it, it, it's, it's, um, levied in, in a courtroom in which there are cameras, people monitoring. There's a time where the judge has the ability to uh, keep people in check and, and, and make an informed decision and, and, and lay out a sentence. And then they go home and essentially they're the same as anybody else, right? But a police officer, while they don't have the ability to sentence people um, uh, to jail, they, they they just do the enforcement, the arresting and stuff. They make minute-to-minute important decisions uh, that can go up to including taking someone's life based on a judgment call that they make in the field. Sometimes reflex, sometimes – you know, there's a, there's a lot of decisions a police officer uh, makes in a day. So you're giving the, a, an individual this, this amount of power and it's always like – it, it's always dangerous um, or scary to do that because like we, we've seen recently in Ferguson in the States, um, you know, uh, or, or for that matter in Canada in um, uh, first uh, isolated communities, First Nations, uh, Abor- Aboriginal women uh, uh, disappearing and the RCMP, they're turning a blind eye or in, in many cases being involved in, in assault and different sort of situations. It's very easy to, to – Abuse power sometimes egregiously, but sometimes just by making a judgment call that could be fatally incorrect, you know. And and this is a power that that they've been given, uh, and and it's really scary. Honestly, it's really scary because um, I wouldn't I wouldn't envy them to make those decisions or to even worse to be in a position to enjoy making those decisions being at the point where I'm choosing whether to shoot someone or, or let them let them escape or or choose uh, uh, you know whether to engage in, in some sort of conflict with someone uh, because it's for the greater collective good you know making those decisions is is hard I, I don't envy it and where I see judges being extremely monitored and controlled I, I feel like there's so many cops that it's it's impossible to do that for them. And I, I bet you that there is an element of stress for most police officers with all of what you just described there. Like, um, and, and if you think about it from a, a police officer's point of view, you know, anytime you pull someone over for a routine traffic stop, you don't know what you're going to encounter. You could, it could be that you're pulling someone over who has uh, a bunch of cocaine in their trunk and are going, you know, like that, stuff like that happens, and they might be they might get shot at. Uh, they're also kind of targets in that sense because they serve that um, they, they serve that role as the enforcement arm of the government. So uh, people who are on who are on the other side of the law, you know, and they see a cop coming, might do something drastic like shoot at the the, the cop or whatever, and they never know what they're going to expect, and they have to make those quick decisions. You know, it could just be some random person who's going a little quick. They have no clue, but they have to be prepared at any given time to um, maybe take someone's life and get in a gunfight. And I'm sure that's a constant low-level stress or high-level stress. Who knows? Or uh, make but a mistake. it's for sure a difficult job, even if some people do love that kind of um, – probably that thrill that comes with it. Um, but – yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be a cop for several reasons, and that's probably one of them. Well, because you also mentioned, like you both mentioned, oh, I wouldn't want to have to take someone's life. But even if that, even if that particular aspect didn't bother you, just making a mistake that costs someone their lives or or ruins them or ruins you, uh, you know, having to live with the fact that mistakes in that profession have profound consequences. We're like. I don't know if you're a tax return guy, then well, you make screw screw up someone's taxes, but no one dies, you know, <laughs> like uh, or no one gets hurt, or no one's life is flipped upside down in in a majority of cases. 
Right. Um, that's a good point. And that stuff happens. Like, uh, and it's, I think sometimes there's even laws of their people are considering because of high speed car chases. So sometimes the cops chasing someone and often some random person um, gets into an accident because of this uh, high speed chase that the cops are chasing someone. And then some random pedestrian or, or someone in a car dies. This, this does happen. And those people are just, you know, casualties of, police doing what they need to do and i'm sure the cop uh, of course does not want that to happen but it might happen just because yeah, well it's the it's the case of is a police chase the right thing to do you know like if you instigate it then you're the cause of those bystanders dying like and that's where you get into the whole well they're the police you know it's like you blame the bad guys but it's like uh, you know it's just it, there's no right answer to that question like, yeah there's, there's no like no you should definitely not chase them or yes you definitely should uh, I'm sure there's arguments to be made on both sides, and in either case, someone is getting hurt. Have you guys have you guys ever seen the movie The Other Guys? It's, I think I have. It's yeah. so Will Ferrell. It, it's with Will Ferrell, and uh, he plays like a bookish cop with and with Mark Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. But the movie opens, and this is the very beginning. It doesn't spoil anything. With um with The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson playing these super cool cops. They're like Hollywood cops, basically. Yeah, ho- Hollywood cops. But it's really funny because like somebody just like snatches a purse and is running off, and then they they like just engage like they jump their car over a bus and. Crash crash it into the side of a building and like knock over a bunch of like, and then they, they end up, you know, catching the guy and there's all sorts of cameras and then they get awarded like the key to the city. And then the dam, you see all, all the damage reports come in for the amount of shit they've destroyed. Right. Uh, so it, it, it is, uh, it's funny. That's, that's clearly a comedy, a comedy film, but there definitely is, uh, um, you know, damage associated with 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 police action, where somebody could go in. Uh, you know, uh, maybe there's ways that businesses can recoup. But like, if 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 there was anything that a cop did, or in a bar, say, got in a fight or whatever, trashed the place. Like, I I'm sure I'm sure like there are businesses that have been affected. There's there's people that are affected from 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 violence and and all sorts of other things. So they have a lot. They definitely have a lot on their plate. The, the, imp- the implication of their actions are so wide that really, if you were to tally up all the legend telling that we do in our in our dramatic work, like in movies and comics and TV, it's like by far the profession most representative is that of like the police officer, you know? Like, we mentioned that with lawyers too, eh? And it's funny. I, I would both, say it's more than lawyers. I bet you. Yeah. Cause like superheroes can be policemen. And, and But I think people have these kind of, uh, you know, we live, we live in the, you know, in, in, in the Western world and well, most of the world, you know, in, in it where laws, we live in pretty peaceful societies for the most part. And, but I think we're also excited by the idea of like violence and this excitement and that kind of raw and police officers are the people who might, may encounter that stuff. So uh, for like kind of action and excitement, the, it makes sense that there's, that they're represented in that way, that, that dramatic, that kind of raw life of life or death. You know, most of us, you know, you work at the store or something, and, you know, it's not that well, Yeah, that, that's, it's the most, I mean, yes, you can do lots of explosion, like you can connive lots of reasons for explosions and that action aspect, but you can also have, um, you can have both. Like it's, it's, it's a confluence of a lot of things where but here's, but there's wanna, a, oh sorry Mike go ahead I'm just gonna say another angle I want to look at on this like would one this I would find the most difficult thing about being a cop for me personally uh, and and you know the stressful decision making and all that aside I would find this more difficult so once you agree to be a police officer you're you're enacting the laws of the state you know if uh, and and that's it. You, you don't have a say in it. So if you have a view on a topic uh, or an issue politically, that doesn't matter. Uh, so, you know, if you think of the case of, say, you know, um, Toronto and the G20 protests. So people are out there uh, protesting sort of globalization and these kind of economic models and all kinds of other things. Uh, and and if and then the police get brought in now your personal views might be one of like yeah i don't like the government stance on you know i don't like the g20 either but your job is to go in there and you know ultimately it was cracked down on protesters um or first nations have a lot of, of a lot of uh, sort of um 
interactions with the police in that way because they're engaging often in civil disobedience and it might be that often even if it's a company but if a company gets a court injunction to say log an amount uh, a forest or something and there's activists saying don't log this forest and you as a police officer might agree with them but if you know your job might require you to go there and let the company go log the forest or you know arrest protesters or whatever it is and i'm not the type of person i could i couldn't do that that would drive me insane your politics have to be put aside uh and that's i don't know like you sort of what you're doing is turning yourself over to be a tool of the state and uh and you have to be willing to put your personal beliefs aside probably all the time uh, or very often in order to do what the state wants done so you're talking about to quell public unrest like the police are used in those circumstances well, yeah, that's yeah they, yeah, they they are. And if you so what were your personal views on things? You know, maybe you could conscientiously object and say and the chief's like, all right, you're doing paperwork today. I mean, maybe I don't know if that's a possibility, but oftentimes it you might know, you, it might be it might be a possibility. There might be a tremendous peer pressure, like if everybody's, oh, you know, this guy's not doing it for this and this reason. I, I think though that it's like when you sign on, you're making you're you're saying to your to yourself, you know what? I am going to be an instrument of the state, although uh, I'm doing it for these personal reasons. Maybe like I feel like I'm going to be helping people more than I'm going to be harming them and this sort of thing. But in the end, uh, I may disagree with a percentage of the state's decisions, but I am I am comfortable with the vast majority of the decisions being those that I am that I'm comfortable and want to support and that sort of thing. So if you are in conflict with pretty much everything, the, this, the, the Canadian criminal code outlines or this sort of thing, then you probably don't want to become a police officer. Like, uh, but if you agree with 90% of it, then maybe you do and try and get out of those but, situations. But isn't Mike, what you're saying, like, cause I think Crofton, you're, you're making very good points that, I think if you're going to be a police, you're going to acknowledge uh, you're going to acknowledge that a certain percentage, um, up to a tolerable amount for you, are going to be the enforcement of things that you don't personally agree with. But you know, your job is your job, and and that's that's what it is. I feel like Mike was also sort of saying like, you know, uh, uh, if if we're going to Parliament Hill to protest something, why do the police have to be there? You know, or if if there's if there's public unrest. What it's not is it not against is it against the law to congregate in large groups to for a specific purpose you know because if it isn't then you know what are they there for now the, well, the it, rationale well, might it, be like oh well there's unsafe elements in large crowds and we're there to just protect the innocents but I think it's more than that right. Yeah, and as laws change, so this like B Bill C fifty one, which is going through, has some controversial provisions in it, and things like the people worry about, and and again, the police are the enforcement arm of this. So, uh, so one of the things in a democracy that people hold to be you know key is the right to assemble and gather. That's part of a democratic society that you can hold a protest, a, a protest, or whatever it is. Uh, but in this law, there's certain they're making it like you can do so in a legal manner. So if you apply for a permit uh, to have a protest, that's good. But if it's something that happens and there's a spontaneous protest, the police might be sent in to arrest people who are gathering without a permit. And those kinds of things are scary. Like as and and you always hear the term the a police state uh, and people who are libertarian or even liberal or believe in kind of freedom are always worried about the police state, one in which um, your personal freedoms are limited and of course enforced by the police. And in I the name of protecting you though. Like well, well like they're protecting specifically but, it's like it's for your own safety. You know, there's a rationale associated with a police state. But but the thing is, it's beyond just your own safety. Often it comes into things like, you know, uh, maybe political dissent or something can be quashed. And the police maybe, you know, we haven't reached that point yet, uh, but maybe it, w- maybe it would happen. And if you're a police officer, it might be your job to go and do that, even if maybe you personally think like, yeah, I don't like the way things are going. And I think that would be difficult. Well, the, the police can be used as a tool for like all kinds of reasons, like for reasons of that nature, which is, you know, uh, yeah, we'll use this excuse publicly, but really we're doing it for this reason. I just think the part that is hard to reconcile, you know, the idea of getting a license for a protest. I mean, the protest is what the people have to let those sheltered few in positions of leadership know 
just how unhappy they are about something. Like there's no there's no way to call Stephen Harper and let him know how I'm feeling about anything. There's no way to talk to pretty much any of these people. I can write a letter, maybe some aide will read it. Chances are no. But if we're really unhappy about something and you know, we can talk to each other quite easily, the one way we have to do that is to gather in large groups and go like you know, <laughs> with pitchforks and torches and, yeah. and, and threaten revolt. And it's like, there's no nice way to do that. If you're protest, like the way that we protest here is about as, you know, polite as it can get. I know Gandhi did, did a lot of, that was his form of um, peaceful protest was the, you know, was right. the way to let people know something, but it's, it's, um, but I think the police, like the, the utilization of the police in this is very, uh no it's it's problematic it's, it's not necessarily problematic i don't think i don't think as soon as you have giant groups gathering like there is a balance but like you can't necessarily uh guarantee that things aren't going to spiral out of control now i'm not saying that that uh uh, you need to have uh, more cops or SWAT teams or riot teams for every protest that 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 pops up, but but I definitely think having a late police presence to monitor and like just in, in case in case uh, people t- uh, select few people take a protest too far, because um, at its core, like what and Bo, you touched on in, in what you were saying that a protest can be have the implicit threat uh, of violence, right? Like now. It doesn't have to, and and in Canada, I think we do a really good job of of peaceful protesting. But it it can, and so it's just it's it's good to keep it at least like there's a balance there's a balance there. And I always think, and this is what's so difficult with the police in everything is that there is a balance, but um, that balance is is completely uh, different depending on what side of the fence. You find yourself in in the in what Mike when he was talking about um, libertarians and, and liberals, I find the police presence, same with military presence, is is one of those touchstone issues, those those hot button issues that that often divide um, conservative from liberal, Democrat from Republican. It's 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 and I hate fear being something that guides me in terms of, of of what I want out of my government or what I want out of my society but that's essentially the the police is supposed to be an antidote to to fear and if you are in a in in a country where you you're you're worried about your for your safety uh, for your family's safety um, politicians especially of a certain stripe will say well you know you what you should be worried we're surrounded by terrorists we're sur- the only answer is more military more police more rules more laws and this sort of thing and then on the other end you have like you know let's get rid of all police and self govern ourselves and 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 it it there is a line. It's just so hard to find that line. It is. And like, I, and I can think of a couple um, protests that I've been to. Um, I think I mentioned once before I did a march with like Idle No More, the First Nations sort of protest that was happening. And, the, and, it, and there was a lot of – there was a police presence. But I honestly found it to be – and you know, you look at most of the cops and they looked like they were, you know, kind of happy to see these people. There was sort of a joyful atmosphere in the protest, you know. And you just thought, okay, they're just they're just hanging out, make sure there's no like rabble rousers, and that's and that's a good thing, right? Um, you know. But then I also think of when remember when Occupy the Occupy Wall Street thing was happening, and there was a small one here in Ottawa. These people are like, well, we're gonna we're gonna camp until our kind of you know. Uh, we're going to protest and we're going to be here until until our we're heard. Uh, and then, you know, everyone's like, oh, they'll go away. They'll go away. And then they, they didn't. They kept staying there. And then eventually the police had – the police are sent in to kind of say, okay, you're done. Get the hell out of here. Even though, you know, they, they received no um, political traction. No one no one talked to them or whatever. And, and the police are the people who go in and say, okay – you're out of here now. Uh, and, and so sometimes even in those when it's not violent or hasn't got out of hand, they're still in there and say, you know, you're sorry, you didn't get what you wanted, but bye, and can forcibly remove people and arrest people if they if they don't cooperate. And, you know, and it, but again, that's what it, if you're going to be a, a police officer, and I sort of feel like this is my kind of 
thesis about being a cop is that you have to turn yourself over to being a tool of the state. And that sounds almost demeaning that it's a tool, but that's what they are. And uh, and I think they, ha- they should turn themselves over to that. And it's not like it's nothing. To, it shouldn't be to do with ego or status. It should be you are a tool. You enforce laws and you should do it to a to, to the letter of the law and no further. Uh, and uh, there's, a, there's a debate about body cams, you know, these wearable cameras now because of these shootings in the States and all over the place and police violence. And I feel like these are a great idea. I feel like when you're there, when you have that power, um, when you have that power given to you by the state, uh, it should be able to be monitored at all times as you turn yourself over to that. And um, yeah. I, I just think, no, but, but I, I think most I people do it that. for the status, the sense of power, the self-importance that might come along with being a police well, officer. I think, and I think there's a little bit just mixed in with that too, that all the stuff that we talked about in terms of what, how it affects you as a human being when you become this tool of the state, a police officer, how people treat you, is that there's a culture built up around it. Like it, it's bigger than... I'm just some sort of deviant from society. I have, you know, I have a strong inclination, these particular things. Um, You know, you could go in as like a greenhorn and be all like, I'm going to protect people and never make a decision. You know, that's a well-trodden trope in in police dramas is like, oh, he's not cynical yet. You know, like like that that there's a culture to law enforcement that – that sort of divides them from the people who uh, are in control of them and the people that they're there to protect and the people who are part of the criminal element, you know, like uh, criminals are people too, you know, and I don't think you can afford to feel very sympathetic when the kind of criminals you might have to deal with could, could kill you or could harm people. Um, Even though society might say, Hey, we should try and reform people and not, you know, just dispense cold, steely justice against them. So, I think I think part of that it, it becomes like cultural, uh, in addition to everything you said, Mike. Are you guys ready to deliver verdicts on the subject of a police? <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, no, I'm totally not. But I, it's probably time. Well, so. we have to we have to wrap up the show sometime. It's it's a hard it's, one, it's really. Been a long and one. it's funny because Mike just mentioned the the camera and stuff and there's so many there's like uh john oliver drew attention recently to the militarization of police in the states uh there's like um you know uh, uh ra- racial tensions that we never we didn't really talk uh, ab- about uh from rodney king onwards to today and we touched on it a little bit but there's i mean this topic is loaded right so yeah. uh, i i think there's no way we're going to hit everything here and if as a listener if you have stuff you want to add about uh, about this or even what your personal experiences are with cops we would love to hear them and and we'll run the show on for as long as we have to if we get a bunch of emails so write in <laughs> it's like super long episode <laughs> the next um, episode's like three hours long we want to hear from everybody but uh, we're gonna you're gonna hear from us now because we're gonna deliver verdict all right i can uh i can start because i think I, I like i at least know what my verdict's gonna be so i mean i'll start with that and then meander on with an explanation before passing it off to you guys meanwhile you guys can work on your final thoughts as uh, i have my verdict incidentally so no matter where i go in the order croft then don't accuse me of gaming the system. <laughs> all right okay uh so my verdict right off uh, with regards to police is uh, police are bullshit. This is one of those times where saying it out loud sounds really bad uh, and not something that I would like. It sounds I feel like, like I hear that more about cops than, than I do that they're good. It sounds like I would spray paint that under an overpass, you know, like cops equal bullshit. Um <laughs> But but the reality the reality is is not that I I think that all police officers are are uh, assholes or jerks or whatever, um, and uh, I I actually think that in many ways pursuing a career in the in in the public service or or in in this case the police uh, can be a noble endeavor and, and Mike mentioned how they you're essentially becoming an instrument of the. Um, uh, uh, an instrument of the the sort of uh, government of, of the of the the judicial uh, enforcement arm, uh, but at the same point, 
what I, I think you are an instrument that wields tremendous power and 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 pa- power where you're making micro judgments all the time. And I think that that's extremely difficult to do. It's not something that I aspire to do. I am grateful that the police, uh, the, the police are there, that if I have a, a concern or I feel threatened or I feel um, uh, that like my family is threatened that I have somewhere to go. So I am really grateful for, for, for much of what they do. I do think they get tremendous amount of recognition, both publicly in fiction and all sorts of stuff as well. Um, I, I also recognize that a large part of many of their jobs is boring and that during that time, uh, it's easy to sort of abuse, even if, even if it's not, your authority, just your position in society, uh, everything from cutting a line to just like, you know, uh, crowding people on the sidewalk. I've seen all sorts of little things that annoy me about police officers. So when when looking at all this stuff from all this angle and the difficulty involved being uh, being a cop, the different types of cops, I just have to come down and say it's bullshit because there's there's really it's just it's too murky and there's a lot more to it and this is one of those topics that you know I I hope that people will listen and not just draw look at the end of the year at like oh Crofton said cops were bullshit and and therefore uh, he must hate all cops um, there's a there's a lot more to it than that and it is a complicated topic I'm interested to hear what you guys are gonna say <laughs> all right well um, I'll I'll go next my interesting verdict (laughs) um uh yeah so uh you know i think there are we discussed a lot of the problems in that go along with uh the idea of police however as creatures who are social who live together um the way that we are we need to have a a way of organizing ourselves and making compromises so that we can live together peacefully. And no matter what you call it in the, you know, no matter what the titles are that you call it, you, you're going to employ someone. um, You're going to need to have someone who can physically perform enforce, you know, what, what the terms of that, those compromises are. So you're, I think the idea, the only way to escape the need for, police or enforcement whatever it looks like in the future is to basically be a hermit or you know live in a very small group of people um you because otherwise you are i think just because of human nature going to have elements that um are going to go you're just going to have outliers when you make these kinds of compromises and you're going to need those kinds of enforcers um and i think that humans can be up to the challenge of doing it so I don't think it's a case of wishing for something that's impossible. But um, our, the world now is a large, in terms of population, place with a lot of variation in it. And it's hard to capture all of it, you know, in, a, in, in the spectrum, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to, to law enforcement. It's very complicated issues and humans just don't function the way we rationally want them to police criminals or otherwise um so i'm gonna say that because it's something that we 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 have to do and because there's an ideal that we can live up to i think the idea of having law enforcement or the police is good i'm kind of shocked but for a while i was like what the hell is this verdict I'm shocked, though. I thought you were going to say I don't know why. I may disagree with particular laws or I may disagree with specifics, you know, but if we're going to live in a group and there, there, you know, we have to protect ourselves not only from outsiders, but from from elements within that can harm us, then we need somebody to do that. Yeah, and, no, fair enough. And, and I think that's a noble thing. This is a really difficult um topic much harder than i than i would have thought off the get-go and um and you both make uh, excellent uh, excellent points and it's one of these things where sometimes you know um i, I can't think of an alternative because you do how else do you enforce law without an enforcement agency so you need police officers and sometimes but sometimes things are necessary evils and that doesn't make them good 
and so when I think about the current thing about cops, the, w- the way that – so these stories right now, there are racial tensions um, that go on. The, the sh- shootings, it's become – it's almost considered an epidemic in the States, shooting of unarmed black men by police officers. Um, I feel like I have seen police do things which I personally feel are questionable, things like removing homeless from the streets because they're homeless and then that's their jobs. Um Cracking down on protests, beating protesters who are doing what I think legitimate political actions, even if sometimes property damage occurs, in their position as the enforcers of the will of the state or the 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 will of people who have the uh, the capability to use the judiciary in their favor by looking for injunctions or whatever uh, to get access to law uh, to you know whatever's resources against pr- protests or whatever. The bottom line is. A cop, I think, or police officer should be a tool of the state. Um, but, but to do that, you have to put your principles aside. And then when I think, you know, and we we said like cops are people, you know, and they'll have their problems that all people do. Except that I think that often the people that go into policing are the ones who are able to be like, man, I don't have principles, or I'll, I'll do what I'm told. And people like that always bug me and and I will say that I'm a bit biased and that I have a kind of distrust of authority and I have one small anecdote I know I'm rambling on here one small anecdote uh, that happened to me once I was in a car with my brother and we were stopped at a light in two la- a two lane uh, road and um and there was two cars blocking again the light and the light turned green and everyone was honking and then it turned orange and then both cars went through and my brother was right behind and we were really angry it was a long leg went through and then it was like we thought that the cars were sitting there blocking us so my brother because he's kind of a road rager uh cut one of the cars off and drove quickly and then this car chased us for several kilometers and pulled up beside us just a, just some random car it was like a honda or something and i rolled down the window i was in the passenger seat and it was a, and, and this guy you know almost like jumping out of his window pulled out his cop badge and was like i'm a police officer and he started yelling at us and we're and i was and i just said what are you doing blocking the road he's like well and and he was clearly off duty and he started yelling at us and i said you're off duty Uh, call the police if you don't like getting cut off because and that's again so this was a long rambling anecdote to just say i think the people identify themselves too much with being a police officer and can't put it aside uh they're tools of the state but they they think the power's in them so when they're off duty they might still act like police officers and i just can't stuff like that just drives me crazy and as much as this is kind of my personal biases are coming in here i think the current state of policing is bad yeah give it the full-on bad and and honestly like i thought i was gonna land where crofton did which which i think is probably the more balanced place to have but there's just when i think of these people getting killed by police officers for doing like the jakansky in canada who was just confused and a little bit he got killed by that and i was like in those the police did that whether it was good or wrong and i know it's a hard job and i know they put themselves on the line and you got to respect that but the current state of things i think improvements need to be made so i had to go with my gut and just say bad that was a difficult one really and, and they live in a world where media is um constantly you know they're constantly being criticized you know? so well, I, I sort of but they're also being glorified true well there's you know i was going to say when we we're talking about movies there's there's a lot of movies and and shows about corrupt cops as well like that's a that's a well-worked trope so i mean you don't see that about lots of jobs so it, it's definitely uh not not a blind spot. Um, I want to do an my, my police anecdote uh, <laughs> anecdote now, which which I'm I'm pretty sure I've told you guys this before, but for the benefit of the listeners, so there's a diner near my house, um, and uh, we like to go there for breakfast in the morning. Is sometimes it the Wellington Diner. I cannot comment. I don't want to throw the diner under the bus. We're still waiting uh, for their sponsorship check. I mean, let's be real. So so um. <laughs> So Jesse and I walk into the diner. This is pre-baby. And I'm super hungry. It smells so good in there. So I, I just say like really loud as soon as we walk in. I'm like, mm smells like bacon in here. And uh, <laughs> and nobody says anything. And then I turn to my left and the booth beside me is just absolutely full of cops. There's like six <laughs> 
there's like six <laughs> cops in the booth, and they, they they're all they're all looking at they're all looking at me. Not one of them is even smiling or whatever and all this. And, and I look at the cops and I'm like, because of the bacon, because did it's you, cooking. Did you actually say that? And uh, and uh, they just they just look back at their food and uh, and and we went to we went to sit down or what have you. But uh, <laughs> that's awesome. But, but um, man, one of these days in your future, you're gonna get pulled over by the wrong cop. <laughs> yeah, like, he'd be like, like well, I know you from somewhere, and he walks back to his car, and he's like, "Fuck, I know who that guy." Is. If it isn't like, Bacon Boy, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, sir, uh, but yeah. <laughs> So it didn't have anything to do with the cops themselves. As it would have been funny if you looked at them and then you just thought, and you're like, because of the fucking cops, fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just ran out of there. Well, no, uh, all you have to do is dance. I'm sure sometimes it infuriates cops for people like me who have like, you know, an, a, a, a distrustful view of them to be like, it must annoy them sometimes that they live in a free country where you could say that, like, fuck the police. What are you going to do? I'm not doing it. Freedom of speech, motherfucker. I hate the police. And they just got to sit there because they can't really arrest you for that yeah. yet. Uh, yet, right. Yeah, well, uh, or they can in, if in different other countries probably, right? Man, I sound like a libertarian in this episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, the other thing, too, was that crossed my mind that I don't think we're going to get into, but we've talked about anarchy before, like anarchic states. Would that have police force in it? Well, no. I think that's part of the yeah. thing about it. Yeah, because maybe, maybe there is a way. You know, I'm sure somebody, <laughs> there's a way. No police, <laughs> no police, but we don't necessarily have to rely on the honor system of going to see the judge when you've done something. <laughs> I wish it was like that. Everyone's like, oh, I guess I got to go see the judge. <laughs> Yeah, it's right. it's funny because it's all about the crimes that you think about. Because you think about like you know manslaughter or whatever. But if it, if there's like some pedophile running around or whatever, you eat, you, you know that it, everybody has a barometer for what they find tolerable in terms of crimes. You know, like someone smoking weed. Oh, I'm really concerned. Or, or, but then it's like somebody's a, a serial killer. Oh wait, I am actually concerned. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people are kind of self centered too, in the sense that like. They may, in one side of their mouth, you know, shit on people that speed, but then speed themselves and have an excuse for why it was okay. And there's like, like people do that all the time where it isn't like major crime. It's just, uh, you know, I'm late and this is really important. So like, you know, I can speed. But then if some oh. other person does it, all of a sudden you're on your high horse. And This actually, I've one other quick anecdote. I once, my, my brother got stopped for speeding when I was in the car because he was taking me to the hospital because I had, I don't remember what the injury was, but I was in a lot of pain and they stopped me and I was like, ah, oh, and the cop was like, you're speeding. And my brother was like, my, I'm taking my brother to the hospital. And they were like, well, oh, you still can't speed. You should have called an ambulance. And you're like, so he gave him a ticket anyways. Well, the law is the law, buddy. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're dying from a gunshot Could have caused an accident while speeding. You, know? you should have thought of that. You should have called an ambulance. Himself. Couldn't have been hurt that bad, pussy. You gotta wait for the ambulance to come to your house if you have a car there it's quicker to just go he just needed to pee on the wound to cauterize it or something okay um so if, if you want to talk about uh as long as it wasn't your eye <laughs> i guess we should probably wrap up the so show. yeah i was about to say listen folks if you want to write in uh i think everyone has opinions about the police again like there are tv shows and all kinds of media attention on police actions and things like that Everyone has an opinion on the police. Um, it's hard to meet someone who's completely ambivalent towards it. So we know those of you out there listening have a nice story to share with us or, you know, just an opinion that you want to share with the listeners and with us. We'd really love it if you wrote in. We like getting emails. We like hearing from you so that we know you're out there. I know you're listening because I see it on statistics. So write in and tell us your opinion. You can write to us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. And um, if, you know, somehow you listen to this and you're not already subscribed, then uh, if you want to subscribe to the show and check out more in the future, you can do that on iTunes and Stitcher. And we have an RSS feed. Links to all of that can be found on our website, goodbadbull.com. There you can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to get updates about new episodes. The Twitter is at goodbadbull. See how easy that is? Just remember, goodbadbull. 
Finally, on a more individual level, if you want to know more about Mr. Crofton Steers, uh, Crofton, where can our listeners find you? They can find me on Twitter at uh, Crofton Steers, where I tweet everything I hear on my police scanner that I keep next to my desk. (laughs) God, I hate to read that Twitter feed. <laughs> and Michael, uh, where can our listeners find you? Well, they won't be able to. I'm going to delete my Twitter account now that I've rated the police as bad. I don't want them to be able to um, get find out anything more about me. <laughs> It'd be really I've funny said enough. As a part of cop pullovers, that they check your Twitter account in addition to everything else to see how much of a douche you are. <laughs> they pull me over. They're like, S- you know, buddy, I was listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit, and I heard you said that. I'm like, no! Why did we have to have a cop listener? And finally, you can find me at Bo Schwartz. So I think that's going to wrap it up. Pretty epic episode on police. Almost feels like we need to do a part two, hopefully someday in the future, the random topic generator gives us something close to it. But uh, write in and let us know if you liked that as a topic or not. I mean, write to us. That was a that was a really difficult one. I'm still like wrestling with my decision to be like full on bad. But you know what actually inspired me to say bad was Crofton the other day was like, you know, sometimes I'm try I'm too even keel on the show and I should just say what I think. And I was I was channeling that today. I was like, you know what? Sometimes I really hate cops. <laughs> 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 And they're going to hear about it today. Smells like bacon in here. Bo should become a John.